welcome to the Fortress Comic News, episode 120. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside Big Spender, Mike. Big Spender. Big Spender. But a lot of comics. Well, actually, not a huge spender. I was there. Were, a couple of them were gifted to me for my birth, birthday coming in June. So nice. I probably wouldn't have bought them for myself. Yeah. So uh, happy Memorial Day, everybody. It is Monday, in fact. Um, the worst of all weekdays, I think. Yes. So this show's going up a day late. So we apologize, but mm-hmm. we were yeah, celebrating the birth of our nation. Yes. Well, real talk for a second to all the (laughs) women and men who serve in the armed forces or have served or have lost loved ones. Our heart goes out to you and thank you so much for your service. How about that? Yes. For sure. We had a nice little uh, parade here in my hometown. It was actually like the street behind me. So we walked over and watched it and it was a lot of fun. Good. You know, it's important that we commemorate that and uh, never forget or else we wouldn't be able to uh, do this awesome podcast where we talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, in some countries, we'd probably get yanked out of our homes and beaten for half the shit we say. So, um, you read comics, you go to Gulag. <laughs> Did you just become a villain on like Arrow season two? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we don't have a we don't have an interview today, but we're going to talk about comics. Got a lot of comic news. Oh, um, yeah. I was in I was I was in Boston for the weekend with my family. went went to Salem, found an amazing uh, comic. There's actually a couple comic book shops in Salem. Uh, the thing about New England is like it's it's pretty dominated in the in the like the Massachusetts or more of the Boston areas. Newberry Comics everywhere, which is kind of a chain. I mean, it's good for what it is. Um, but I, I stopped in this place in Salem called Harrison's Comics, and. Uh, I was slightly inebriated. I drank like a liter and a half of beer before going to... The, I, I knew I was going to the comic shop to spend some money. Wait a second, um, wait a second, wait a second. What? Liter and a half? What is this, Canada? Well, to it all was the like Canadian a, listeners out there, I'm sorry. I'm just picking it was a German. It was a German. It was a German brewery, and they served beer by half liter or liter, so naturally I had to drink a whole liter and die the rest of the day. But anyway, so... Yeah, liter or cool. Um... Yeah, so uh, Harrison's Comics, check it out if you're ever in Salem, you're a comic book fan. I found so many issues of Invincible um, for in like the early teens and 20s that I need that weren't $20 an issue. They were like $5, which is average, average price. So I stumbled upon a gold mine. I found uh, The Boys like two through five for like $5 each, which is crazy. They didn't have number one, which is fine. I, I wanted to start collecting the boys, but I could never find like early issues enough. They'd always start in like the thirties. This place was like, had so many back issues and I didn't even get to the dollar issues. It was crazy. Um, the, uh, the big, the big ones I found, I found a complete set of red sun sister got me that for, uh, for my birthday. And then I was also gifted with, um, Fantastic Four number fifty one, the iconic cover with, with the thing on it. I'm gonna try to show it, but this man, this, this monster, this man, this monster. And we talked about it when Stan Lee passed away. This is my one of my favorite uh, comic books because in the, in a time of science and punchy punchy and capes and all that stuff, um, you know, something's happening where it's like, okay, well maybe. You know, these heroes are a little more real than we thought. I mean, they have, they're fighting their inner demons as well. 
Yeah. But we won't talk about the issue that much. It was just a good time. Amazing comic book shop. It's it's comic book shop slash pop culture store. So there's so much cool stuff. And it was huge. I mean, it was like one of the best shops I've been to. That's cool. I did yeah. a lot of recording of podcasts. <laughs> oh, well, hey, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, I got a bunch of um, Bat Friends done. And uh, wow, Joe was good. also doing a Boy Meets World podcast. And for some reason was like, hey, you should do an episode with me. So I did it and it was <laughs> a disaster. But it's going to be live at some point. Did you watch the uh, episode together? Or we what? did. We watched it oh, together. Okay. Are you a Boy Meets World fan? I am not at all. Although have you ever seen I was, an episode? I have, and uh, you're okay. gonna find out my feelings of that show when we watch it. Oh, because there's some adolescent feelings that popped up. But um, that show takes place in Philadelphia, and I didn't remember that. Oh wow! So the entire episode was just me going like, "Hey, look, it's a Phillies jersey. Hey, look, she's wearing <laughs> an Eagles coat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, if I wanted to listen to like Bat Friends earlier than it comes out, how would I do that, Chris? Well, a great place to do that would be uh, patreon.com slash Forks Comic News. Watch okay. three days early, Mike. Three days. Three days early. Subscribe to Patreon for $1 a month. Gets you that podcast early. Gets you into the, um, the forums. Chat it up with us. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, um, I actually also bought a copy of Red Sun Superman this week. Isn't that... That's really weird. Yeah, uh, so... A little different. They were doing a sale on Comixology for Memorial Day, and it was a DC Memorial Day sale. So they had Red and Sun Superman, which I haven't read since I was in high school, I think. Yeah, it's been a while for me. And they also had um, Mr. Miracle by Mr. Tom King, and it cost me a total of $6 for both trades. That's amazing. So, yeah, I got those. That was cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that was like, I, I could have gotten like a collection off ebay or something but it was like i always wanted to find a red sun uh series like physical copies somewhere and i finally stumbled upon all three issues at a reasonable price and yeah well that was lucky for me a lot of the like series i want to pick up are obscure mm-hmm. enough where it's never going to be in a movie so i don't have to worry about it like jumping in price Right, but the um the one that was most recent it's actually a few years ago. I haven't bought a whole lot of back issues recently, but I had wanted the cap the original Cap Wolf um series, and this is before Nick Spencer brought Cap Wolf back. And it just so happened that I walked in the comic shop and somebody sold it to our comic dealer and made me a deal. Oh. That was the last time I bought it, like a one I was really looking forward to. So yeah. This place had so many crazy key issues. It had the first Guardians of the Galaxy head. Um, it was it was cool to see a lot of the Donny Cates stuff. Like a lot of his number ones are on the shelves now for like sixty, seventy dollars. Like uh Redneck, they had a redneck number one sitting there for seventy bucks. Uh God Country, I don't even think you can find any God Country issues in there. It's uh Boys Getting Hot. Yeah. For sure. Books. So, uh, Mike, I just want to tell you real quick. I don't know if yeah. you're aware, but this uh, episode is brought to you by Audible. Oh, wow. So today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com fortress and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download any book for free, and you keep it. Even if you cancel, you get the free book. 
might one I free book. Might I suggest Oracle Year by Charles Soule? I just read it, and it's fantastic. I could suggest A Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss because I'm currently listening to that in Audible, and it is fantastic. There you go. So Mike enjoys Audible. I love Audible. Why won't you? 30 days for free. 30, 30 days, days free. Check it out. So remember, guys, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash fortress. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash fortress for your free audiobook and 30-day membership. Awesome. Wow, look at that. Getting sponsors and stuff, talking comics. We're a real, we're like a real podcast now. Yeah, that's crazy. It only took us 120 episodes, but we're a real podcast now. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should talk about podcast things. Um, <laughs> movie news. So uh, this is uh, this is pretty crazy. I, I yeah. I, I'll let you drop this news just because you're so excited. You just don't want to say the name. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to get me to say. Okay, I got, I'll do the name, then you can say it. So someone by the name of Letta Caligris. Lady Caligris is reportedly doing a Knights of the Republic Star Wars trilogy. Bam. Along with the writers of Game of Thrones. Ah. (laughs) Um, Oh, dude, there's so much bad blood with those guys right now. So, yeah, like, I've I've gotten deep into the Game of Thrones thing, even though I don't watch it. The memes have been so good this season. Like, even if you don't watch it, the memes are on point. Yeah. So, it seems to me like, I mean, real quick, we'll do the Game of Thrones talk, but it seems to me like... What happened there was all the actors wanted to move on. They wanted to move on because Disney's like, here's all the money, make us Star Wars things. And they rushed to final season. So I don't hold that against it. The funny thing is, uh, just this weekend, they released a documentary on HBO about filming the last season. Um, And they're actually like, they're reading like key parts within the season, like people's characters' deaths. And you just like, They'll, like, zoom in on the faces of, like, the the table read with script, and, like, some of them are just, like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, they're fake. Like, one of the guys, one of the guys who, like, read his death scene, like, threw the script across the table and just sat there like this. (laughs) And those are the scenes that they showed on the documentary. Like, I can't even, I can't even imagine the reactions that some of those actors had that were so pissed that, like, they couldn't even show on the documentary. Yeah, so, I mean. It's pretty great. We're talking about guys who tried to bring a book series to life and then realize that George Redworld Martin is never going to finish those books. So they had to come up with their own ending and it didn't satisfy. But my feeling here is, is that there's no one better right now to do a old timey star Wars movie trilogy than those guys. And they're bringing in uh Latia Caligridis. Who has done quite a few things. Uh, He actually recently was the writer behind Attila Battle Angel, which people really liked. Yep. Um, So I'm excited because I love Knights of the Republic. I like old Republic Star Wars. That was some awesome stuff back in the day. And I like I like a uh, I like a universe where there's a lot of Jedi because that means more laser swords. Yeah, in true Sith too. Like, there's right. there's a lot going on here, and this is um, it really. If you played the old video game and read any of the old uh, um, extended universe stuff, there's a lot of like Game of Thronesian political intrigue in the Knights of the Republic. So, I 
I'm excited. I'm down. And it also takes us very far away from the Skywalkers. So if fucking A, if there's a Skywalker in the show, I'm going to freak. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, who's this extra on the show? What was his last name? Skywalker. Like, they, they pull the, they pull the, like, um, the, the end of the Dark Knight trilogy <laughs> where they're like, oh, that's a, why don't you use your real name, Robin? It's like, oh, dude. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Robin the whole time. Anyways. Um, Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I, I'm excited for Nice of the Old Republic. It's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, as far as watching anything, um, nothing really. I've just been... I mean, Flash ended, so I'll probably catch up on Supergirl. Yeah, same here. I haven't watched much of anything, and I tried to go see Brightburn, but I was like, if I go see Brightburn this weekend, I it was basically a toss-up whether I go see Brightburn this weekend or I go see Godzilla next weekend. And oh, yeah, Godzilla. Brightburn looks good, but it's not Godzilla. <laughs> right, it's so, not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait for Godzilla. But yeah, so I... I'm waiting for Swamp Thing comes out in like four days, I think. Yeah, yeah Friday night. So, yeah, so that'll be awesome. Um, as far as that goes, no real TV news either. I mean, that's besides the Swamp Thing. Whether it's going to be, are they do, are they doing all the episodes or just one episode? DC Universe has been doing one episode, right? So yeah, DC Universe schedule, so one episode a week. Yeah, uh, we do have a lot of comic book news though, which is good. Yes, sticking true to the name. Absolute carnage stuff. There's, I, it's funny because it's absolute carnage is absolute carnage when it comes to the books that are coming out. <laughs> it really is. So um, there's a quite a few tie-in books coming in August. They're trying to they're trying to make sure that everybody knows Carnage is a character. It's almost like there's another Venom movie coming out, and I don't know. And there's a guy named Woody Harrelson with a terrible wig at Stinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so let's just talk about these time books. Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool, written by Frank Thierry with the art by Marcella Ferrer- Ferreira. Um, I like, how do you feel about like two characters that kill, can't kill each other trying to kill each other? I like Frank Thierry. Frank Thierry's a really good writer who writes some interesting stuff, um, mm-hmm. but I can't get it up for Deadpool. So Yeah. But we got Absolute Carnage, Lethal Protectors, written by... Frank Thierry with Alberto Albuquerque doing the art. I don't, uh, lethal protectors. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Neither am I, but I might check this no. out because like I said last time, Frank Thierry is a really good writer and he writes some really interesting stories. So I might check this one out, at least the first issue to see if it can hook me in. Cool. Um, absolute carnage, miles Morales written by, uh, Saladin Ahmed with the art by Federico, uh, Vin- Vincentini. All right. I'm doing it. I'm getting through these. Um, um, so that's, that's pretty Sa- cool. Yeah. Salomon uh, Ahmed is the writer of the Miles Morales Spider-Man book. So yep. he's doing the crossover. I'll read this. I love Miles. And um, yeah. I like uh, Saladin Ahmed's work as well. So I'm definitely going to pick this one up. Absolute Carnage Scream written by Cullen Bunn with art by Gerardo Sandoval. Uh, Colin Bunn, awesome writer. Don't know what Scream is relevant to. Is that a character? Scream is apparently another random ass uh, symbiote. 
uh, I only know this because I saw Colin Bond like freaking out about it on Twitter when it was announced. And based on his excitement, I'll probably check this one out. And because I just love Colin Bond. Um, Yeah, we should try to get him on the show to talk to him about it. Uh, Absolute carnage, separation, anxiety. Now, this is what I can I can uh, relate to (laughs) by. Wow. Clay McLeod McLeod Chapman with art by Brian Level. Zero interest in this book whatsoever. I mean, it it seems like uh, it it just seems weird for me. So I don't know if I'm going to track this one out at all. And I don't know the creative team at all. Yeah, I've never heard of these people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this is, uh, they're trying to, I actually am, I'm pretty interested in the Colin Bond one, uh, just because that guy can write a book. But yeah, so God, if you I like Carnage, if you like Spider-Man stuff, this is uh, this is all for you. And then uh, we got, yeah, this is from Dark Horse. Dark Horse coming out with a new book, No Fight Left to Fight. Yep. In case you like fighting, it's in the title twice. Coming from Dark Horse, written by Aubrey Sitterson, with art by Fico Osio, coming in August. So I'm guessing you didn't check this one out ahead of time. No, I didn't. Um, I specifically chose this one because uh, there's always a ton of announcements, and obviously we don't get to all of them, but right. I, I picked the ones that are important or that are big to us. Oh, this I is. Wait. This is the people that, um, so they've done a couple of Street Fighter books, and mm-hmm. now they're kind of getting their own creator own title. And the idea of this is it's a Dragon Ball Z inspired book, in which the idea is the most powerful fighter in the entire world has defeated his last villain, and there's nobody left for him to fight. So it's like Goku f- defeats Frieza, and there's nobody left. Like who? Does that he- sounds awesome. Yeah. So I was like, this sounds like a really cool thing. He. The mm-hmm. artist has the style of um, almost like the new Dragon Ball Z style, like over um, over yep. stylized and everything, and the colors yep. are really bright. So, I I really think this book's gonna be something cool. That sounds awesome. I'm glad you brought it up. I uh, I I always wondered like what would the end of the DBZ series be? Because like every season is like, Goku wants to fight a stronger person. Here's a stronger person. <laughs> but then they're just like, we don't have any more stronger people. It's like, uh, yeah, me, I'm going to be depressed now. Cause I have, I have no purpose. And, yeah, um, and this also like, it hits close to home to me. Cause it feels like fan fiction that somebody mm-hmm. took and made their own. It's almost like I'm writing something similar right now. Cool. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, like a year later, and I got page 15 in. Oh, damn. Um, okay, so for, you know, for any of the fans that are left, Gwen Poole returns in August for a five-issue series with Leah Williams and art by David Baldian. Um, yeah, so that's Chris's favorite character. Gwen is awful. I don't get it. I can't believe you put this in the news. I, I thought you would probably want to just leave it out. I don't know. Any chance to tell people that Gwenpool is awful and you should not be reading Gwen? No, if you're enjoying Gwenpool, enjoy Gwenpool, I guess. But, like, I don't get it. It's just, <laughs> I really don't get it. Yeah, so we won't try to talk about it. Um, <laughs> new Conan Origins comic coming from Isab Rebic, 
uh, called Conan the Barbarian Exodus in August. Man, Conan, I think I think this is they're finally getting people on the Conan train is what this means. I mean, they got me on the Conan train, so. Yeah, I mean, like Conan was never uh, a big thing. I mean, he had his like niche followers, I guess. And now I think Marvel's starting to see, oh, wow, people there's a demand for like this fantasy barbarian stuff. Let's sell it. Yeah, I think the it was a whole bunch of things, I believe, because not only was Jason Aaron doing a really cool Thor book that was basically a Conan the Barbarian book, but then the Marvel 80th anniversary hit, and they were like, we should get back Conan because we're the guys who originally did Conan comics. And then I think it actually sold well. So, uh, Asad Ribic, uh great creator, doing art and writing. I've never read anything that he wrote, so I'm not so sure about that, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. I don't know if I need a preteen Conan. Yeah, I don't know. Like Conan's already angsty enough. <laughs> He's just always angsty. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, our boy Colin Bunn getting more work here. Marvel Monsters One Shot is coming in August from Colin Bunn and multiple artists. Hmm, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Kaiju Monsters and Marvel Universe, dude. Come on, you're gonna you're gonna get like Captain America punching a kaiju in the face, or you get Captain America in like his own Megazord. Come on, Colin Bun, if you're listening, I'm emailing him as soon as we're done here now. Hey, it would be. Really I cool don't even play. care if you come on the show. I just want Captain America to have a giant robot and to fun. And you know how he gets to, to the robot? Fang Fang Hold on. Boom in the face. Hold on. You know, you know who how he gets to the robot? He has a ship shaped like his shield, and he flies and he docks the ship on the back of the robot. And then he gets inside the robot, and then he pulls the shield off his back and he uses it in the Mechazord. Just saying. I'm just going to cut this whole clip out and just send it to him. Yeah, please. Just listen to this. You don't have to be on the show. Just listen to this. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually really excited for that. And then we got uh, Agents of Atlas returning for a five-issue miniseries from Greg Pak and Jeff Parker. Uh, these guys all-star team up here. Um, yeah. And Ages of Atlas, pretty popular stuff. Yeah, and it was kind of a shock that it came back. I mean, um, I know people like it, but mm-hmm. it just felt like one of those things that was going to come and go and would be like something that people look back on. Right. They're bringing it back, so we'll see how that goes. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah, so uh, the biggest news I think this week is everybody's talking about it online. Uh they're making a big deal because Tom King is ending um, Batman with issue number 85, which he always said he was going to do a hundred issue. Yeah. And what made that, what made that story big was that um, DC execs are forcing him off of Batman. So they said they're still going to let him finish his storyline until 85, which I believe is the, the one you're in the middle of city of Bane. Right. And um, a lot of it was, um, as you can attest to, uh, credited to the Nightmare story arc, where even though Batman was still their number one seller, it was outsold by the likes of Immortal Hulk for a few months. <laughs> not, I'm not dissing on Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk is an amazing no, book. Yeah, that yeah, is not a sure. book that sells great. Um, right. So, yeah, it seems like they uh, wanted to get him off the book. But... 
if you continue the story, there's a silver lining. Yeah, so he's coming, he's staying with DC, and he's he's doing a 12-issue series um, entitled Batman slash Catwoman. So basically, DC was like, listen, you can do all this fun stuff you want, but you're not part of the continuity in a main story for us right now. And well, I, just, probably- I just think that they don't want their headliner Batman book being what it was i think they want to change it and that's just it though like you get a his batman he's painted as like he wants he he made like a depressed batman that if he's fighting himself like what is he even who is he even like that the whole thing of batman is like he doesn't really face his problems he's supposed to punch people in the face and that's how he deals with his problems but now he's like he's got this internal struggle and i think it's coped or coupled with the fact that it's been going on for way too many (laughs) issues yeah and yeah, I don't Tom know. Tom King said that at the end of the City of Bane arc, there's go like a huge revelation that's supposed to change Batman forever. Oh, man. Which, how many times we've heard that in our lives? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so, I feel like, maybe, even though they might have been forcing him off, I feel like they felt like, we, we get to this point, you go do a side book, finish your story in that book, but we're going to bring in somebody else for the main book, because this isn't what we want out of Batman right now, at least in the main titled Batman book. Right. Which is, which is fine. And I, I completely agree. I already talked about how on the show, that's like, uh, this wasn't the direction I really wanted for my Batman boy, but. And I, I'm actually excited about this because, uh, I mean, I'm reading in trade, so it doesn't affect me in the, the right here and now, but I'm excited right. because this means that uh, San Diego Comic-Con is going to be that much more exciting because now we don't know who's writing Batman. We've right. got all that news coming out from what's going to be happening with X-Men, and um, Tom King and Mitch Gerard said that they have something else in the works at DC. So, I mean, we've got... Those are three big-time announcements for San Diego. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I can't wait. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's like 50-50 on Tom King right now with the whole Heroes of Crisis and um, the way he treated Batman. I think it would have worked with another character. Like, if he wanted to take Booster Gold and and do this, like, kind of story arc, it'd be fine. You know what I mean? I, I, I just think, um, I mean, I enjoy Tom King's Batman from what I've read so far. Mm-hmm. And I put that caveat on it, but it feels to me like from fan reaction that I mean he did Omega Man, he did Vision, and he did uh, Mister Miracle, which were all hailed as really great books. Right. They all have one thing in common: they're all twelve issue series. I almost wonder if he does better with a finite book instead of a. I have a hundred issues of Batman in me. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see when when this book is done and over with. We'll see what the end result is, but yeah, it feels like he kind of petered off there with the uh, the nightmare story. Yeah, um, I, I just it makes me feel good because, like you know, my my whole issues I've been having with the book, I don't feel that distance from the comic community now because they're all having the same issues. So, yeah, I'm one of them. Anyways, um, I think we talked about that enough. But yeah, so we got some news with uh, Jeff Shaw. Is he's leaving Guardians of the Galaxy um, to work on a creator-owned thing with Donnie Cates? So we're just gonna follow him right over there and and uh, 
buy that book, I think. Yeah, which sucks because I liked him on uh, Cosmic Marvel stuff. Right. But with kind of what happened with Cosmic Ghost Rider, I almost feel like they had ended their what they wanted to do with Cosmic Ghost Rider. And I'm sure Donnie was like, dude, I got this really cool book and you should come do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that he's like, okay, sounds cool. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you over there. Why not? Because Donnie Kate's so hot right now. So hot right picked now. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for comic news. And I guess we'll talk about what we read this week. Uh, I had a few books, but I I only got around to reading Dial H. Um, mostly because I could not, not read that book. I was like, I had time to read like one book, and that was the one I did. Dial H this week, I, or I guess it's last week now, but Dial H is really good. I keep talking about how, so, how much fun that book is. Um, we got a big reveal that there's like a wizard behind the scenes of like um, the, the, uh, the H phone or the dial phone. And it actually is the original dial H hero from, uh, I believe the seventies. So he's, he's like trapped in the, in like the universe or the whatever multiverse they have where they're like choosing heroes. He's kind of like tapped trapped in there. And I think he's battling with some villain that's like trying to take the power for evil. And obviously we've got a couple cool new, uh, heroes too. Like, uh, we got this like punk rocker chick, um, hero, that was like fighting this other hero that can basically bend reality and use your fears against you and stuff. Oh, it's getting, and, and you can tell there's, uh, there's so much fun. This book is just so much fun for the writer and the artists. It's just amazing for them. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I had freedom fighters come out this week too. I did not read it. So you could probably talk about that. Uh, so I read a bunch of stuff. I'll start with, uh, one, I had one of these books, we all have them, but um, a series that I had never read, and it was kind of like a shame book. So I started reading Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Um, read the first volume, enjoyed it. I feel like that it's a, a maybe it's a situation where it gets more in the groove in volume two, and I'm going to continue to read it. But um, from volume one, I didn't really get the the feeling that most people have about it. And that could be the fact that it's what, 20 years later. That could be the fact that I've heard a million times how amazing this book is. It could be a bunch of things, but it was an interesting book and I want to see where it goes. Um, I got, I got to about like volume two on Sandman. It's a slow read. That was, that was one thing. It is a very slow read. Yeah. Um, we'll do those last. So I'll just start with freedom fighters. So freedom fighters, we get the big fight with Overman. Um, it's a really great, uh, fight and we get kind of Overman's backstory where he came from. Um, and it connects everything with multiversity as well. So, oh, nice. There's a big reveal in here, uh, of, like I said, we get Overman's backstory, but this Overman may not be that Overman. So it's a really cool, I don't want to give it away to anybody because I really thought that it was a cool twist that in hindsight is fairly obvious, but when I actually read it, it kind of got me like, Oh man, that's who it is. So awesome. I, really great book. Um, freedom fire is just fantastic. I mean, everybody's so, reading that book. Yeah. I Star agree. Wars galaxy's edge. Number two, the comic based on the theme park, based on the movie. Yeah, um, my favorite one to hear about. So this one, 
It looks like this book is going to be, uh, so we're centered on a shopkeeper, and he's going to tell stories about how he got different relics in the shop. And there's kind of a backstory, too, with uh, the Resistance and the um, uh, First Order. But the main story here is how Greedo ended up getting one of the relics in this uh, shop. So... They had hired the Huts who hired Greedo to go get this relic, and it's just a story about him being kind of a a shitty bounty hunter. <laughs> um, I thought it was a really cool story. I really liked it. Uh, the kind of the, everything around it, the shopkeeper is kind of boring. But then the stories in the middle, like last week, it was about Han and how he smuggled one of the relics. Um, so the story in the middle is always the part that really gets you because it kind of goes back to the right before the original trilogy and tells a story. Um, mm. So I, cool. I, I did enjoy it, though. Uh, Venom number 14, which was... So yeah, we're in the middle of War of the Realms and Colin Bunn's writing it. Um, book was okay. It's, yeah. it's a lot of Eddie Brock dealing with his new armor and how he's uh, using it and uh, fighting the jack-o'-lantern. So it's a very paint-by-numbers Venom story. It's just, okay. not, it's just not Donny Cates' Venom. Right, yeah. Uh, speaking of Donny Cates, Redneck number 20. So we're down in Mexico where we find out who... We find the man who was the one that turned JV into a vampire. And they're asking him to bring JV back because JV was murdered. Um, the long and short of it is that this council is kind of hidden. They were hidden away from the uh, vampires in charge because they, they did something they weren't supposed to, but now they want to get their revenge and they're trying to hire JV's family to go do it. And that's kind of their, their thing is we'll bring him back for you, but you have to do this for us. Um, I really like Rednecks. It's just a different kind of vampire story. Yeah, I really liked it too. I'm just I gotta catch up on it. Um, Action Comics number one thousand and eleven. Uh, this one was so it it's setting up the Leviathan story, and so it's a lot of like who is Leviathan, and although good. And kind of intriguing. And I like that Steve Epting is actually doing the art on this now. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that did uh, Captain America with Brubaker. So he does that kind of espionage um, art really well. Uh, it's just kind of, it feels like we're dragging along until, well, this week when we get the Leviathan Rising special. And start really getting into the story. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. Age of the Republic. Jabba the Hutt. I was going to say, there is a number one that came out this week. Yeah. Um, is it just him going, rah, 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 eating pizza? Uh, essentially. So we get these. <laughs> we get these two kind of criminals who discover that there's this wine that comes from uh, Alderaan. Or not Alderaan, sorry, Tatooine. And okay. it's sold at this ridiculously high price. And it's making people rich. So they go and they try to find Jabba. And it's like, hey, do you know where we can find this this wine? And Jabba's like, rah, 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 and drinks it all. <laughs> oh, wow. But then sends them out to uh, this place to go find it. 
Now, while that before that all happens, we kind of get a flashback to him talking to some of the sand people in the area who use this wine as a ritual uh, wine. Mm. And they're like, people are stealing it. They're coming after us, all this stuff. And so he sends these two guys. And apparently Jabba's been sending a bunch of different people who have been stealing this wine to the same place. And it was it's mm-hmm. just uh, him sending all of his bounty hunters to be like, we're going to send them here, and you're just going to kill them all. And it's basically a story about how oh. Jabba is really just a gangster. And he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, he doesn't care about anybody. It was actually a really cool story. Um, yeah. it's These Age of the Republic one-shots have been really cool. I think I say it every time I read one, but they're just really cool one-shot stories. Um, cool. And then my final one. Harkening back to last week's episode, drawing blood number one. Uh, this oh yeah, Kevin Eastman book. So this is a, it's a dramatization of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird creating the turtles, and in this book they create characters right. called the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls. Uh, it's a really cool book. That's there's definitely there's fictionalized parts of it like i don't know if uh kevin ever really got into it with a uh mob front selling heroin but <laughs> i feel like that part might have been uh fictionalized uh, I, hope, I hope not <laughs> it's all about uh this artist and him kind of becoming famous and huge for this creation and then falling away from the thing that got him there and then realizing that mm-hmm that's what made him happy was drawing and creating these characters. Cool. I really liked it. I really recommend it. And it also comes, well, you, you have to buy it separately, but there's another book that came out this week alongside of it called radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls. Number one. Right. That sounds um, amazing. It, it does sound amazing. It's basically Kevin redoing the turtles issue. Number one. Uh, it's, awesome. it's about three sisters who are cats and are ninjas. <laughs> and instead of meeting somebody, instead of meeting a female reporter, they meet a male uh, kid who's being mugged. Uh, so it's a lot of, it, it brings back a lot of the turtle memories from the original uh, books. Right. It was enjoyable. I, I don't know if, I don't think there's going to be a number two, but if there was, I don't think I would go and pick it up because after reading it, all I thought was I want to read Turtles, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do recommend Drawing Blood a lot. It was really, really good. So, cool. Mike, that is all I have. So, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter, where I share all my comics that I buy. So, that's that's probably the best place. What about you and/or the show, Chris? Well, you can find me at Fortress Chris on Twitter, and you can find the show at FCN underscore official on Twitter or FortressComicNews.com, where everything we do is right there on that handy-dandy website. Everybody knows the drill by now. We've been doing this internet thing for years. YouTube, yep. like, subscribe, iTunes or other podcatchers, uh, reviews, five-star preferably, and uh, share with friends. Um, and then, as we said mm-hmm. earlier, patreon.com slash Fortress Comic News, where you can support the show a dollar or higher, get to my other podcast three days early. Um, and everybody, remember, next week is a big week for comics, so we are going to have probably an extra long show because we got to talk about the final issue of Heroes of Crisis. So mm-hmm. that's going to happen. <laughs> 
and we're finally getting an issue of Doomsday Clock. Oh, man. Who would have thought? We'll see. Plus, they say we're going to get an issue. I don't know if we will. Plus, Mike, we have to have a chat after this show because Batman oh. the Last Night is coming out. Everybody pick right. that up. It looks awesome. Yeah, it does look amazing. So thanks for listening. See you.